You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. Isn't there a joy that bubbles up in your spirit when you start thinking about the Lord and Him coming back one day? That one great and glorious day, even so come, Lord Are you ready? Let's get ready for the return of the Lord. Amen? Listen, last week we were talking about let it go, let it go, let it go. And uh, I wanted to finish off with let it go part two. I had, uh, I felt like a lot to say. And uh, so I divided it up into two and hopefully you enjoyed the first one and hopefully you'll enjoy the second one. Last week in part one, we were talking about taking off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin. Um, We were talking about uh, Hebrews chapter 12, and maybe that's what we should do. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, and then we'll get into it today. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith— Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and give up. A great verse. Great verse. So last week we were talking about in part one, we talked about taking off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin. And so if that's our possessions, our priorities, our activities, things that are consuming our time and our energy, something needs to be let go of so that we can serve God at our full potential. We'd mentioned, uh, I'd mentioned last week, Ephesians chapter 4 to uh, another little list of things that we need to let go of, that we need to let go of anger and rage and slander and any sin that trips us up. And we do it for an eternal purpose. And remembering the why we do this is really important. So we're to run with endurance. And the only way we can do that is when we keep our eyes on Jesus. If we turn our eyes off of him, it's going to be a lot more difficult and pretty much impossible to run with endurance the race that he's called us to run. So today in part two, I wanted to focus on that last verse that we just read Hebrews 12, 3, and uh, put it up one more time. It says, think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. We've got to let go of our discouragement and our doubt. And this one was ringing so strong in me uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was prepping that I didn't want to include it into uh, a part one where I felt like I couldn't give it full justice. But I feel like, especially in the midst of a global pandemic, 
discouragement is it's like a virus that's 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 passing along along with the pandemic we're getting another virus and it's a virus of discouragement and it's touching us all at times as we grow weary of everything that's going on around us discouragement can come on us so easily when we focus on the things around us. I mean, when we, when we look at our health or our finances, our job, this crazy world and all the things that are going on, sometimes we can look at our family and grow discouraged. There's a million things that we can look at uh, that can cause us to get weary and to grow discouraged. But there's a choice that we need to make every day. There's a choice. What am I going to focus on today? D.L. Moody actually said these words. He said, I have never known God to use a discouraged person. It's a serious point to consider. We can all have moments of discouragement, but we can't permanently live there. Discouragement is the opposite of faith. It, it, it looks at problems through human understanding and through human perspective rather than, lo- than looking at our issues through the eyes of faith and trusting God with it. And discouragement steals a lot of good stuff from us. Look at what Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. He said, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And he also said this in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 7. It says, For we live by believing and not by seeing. Some of you would know that as we walk by faith and not by sight. So Hebrews 11 is the chapter right before this chapter, obviously in chapter 12 we're talking about, but it's a faith chapter. It's, it's a chapter that points out multiple people throughout Scripture that believed and that put their faith in God. And at the very beginning of that chapter, it says that faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we don't see. That is faith. And discouragement and doubt drains us of all of that. It drains us of our faith. It drains us of our energy. It drains us of our will to go on. See, we need to find ways to strengthen our faith and to weaken our discouragement. It's, it's literally poison to our soul, and we have got to strip off this weight of discouragement, and we've got to find ways to let it go. Come on, say it with me. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. It's got to be let go of. We live in a world where we expect instant gratification, And you see, sometimes faith doesn't work that way. Sometimes it requires us to wait. We we pray, we, 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 we do the right thing, we plant good seed, and then we wait. And waiting sometimes can be hard, can be really hard. But here's the thing, in the waiting for things, our faith can grow. In the in the waiting, our trust in Jesus can grow. Uh, we can mature. We can put our roots down into God. We can serve while we wait. We can worship while we wait. We can continue on. We can just keep persevering while we wait. And sometimes 
We plant a seed and we don't see immediate results. Has that ever happened to you? And then you go, Lord, hello, I'm waiting. I did the right thing. I know you, I did what you asked me to do. I planted good seed. See, this is where walking by faith and not by sight kicks in. Be patient, child of God. Don't give up. The seed you planted was good, and the results are coming if you don't give up. Somebody said amen. See, Paul said in Galatians 6, 9, he said, don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So your job is to keep on keeping on, saint. Your job is to keep on walking, to keep on persevering, to not give up, to keep on planting the good seed, and let the timing of it all leave it to the hands of God. Our job is to stay at it, to stay in the fight, to not quit, to keep trusting, to keep believing, to keep doing what is right, to keep planting the good seed. There's a harvest that's coming to those who stay at it and for those who don't give up. And I want to be in that group. Amen? Discouragement is a real issue in all of our lives. We're all susceptible to it, myself included, everybody. There's not one of us who's not susceptible to it. Um, Even when we know that we're doing the right thing, discouragement can still creep in. I wanted to show you this little verse as as an example in 1 Samuel 23, verse 14 to 16. It's when David was on the run from Saul. Saul was trying to kill him and David and his men were on the run. It says this, David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness and in the hill country of Ziph. And Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. One day near Horish, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. It's just this little nugget in the middle of David's worst nightmare. David had been told by God that he was going to be the next king, that he had left Saul and that Saul was no longer God's choice, that David was going to be king. And Saul is now desperate, desperately jealous and desperate to kill David. And David and his men had done nothing wrong He had done exactly what the Lord had asked, but now he's tired. Now he's discouraged. And and who wouldn't be? He's being hunted day after day by a relentless enemy, and he hasn't done anything to deserve it. And Jonathan, knowing, knowing how David's feeling, knowing the pressure that he's under, goes to David to encourage him. Isn't that nice? See, we all need a Jonathan sometimes. There are moments when we need somebody to remind us not to be afraid, to stay strong in the Lord. Keep your faith right where it is, brother, sister. You, we, we need each other. We need the children of God. We're not, we're not equipped to walk this walk alone. We need each other and the help of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit drops a name into your mind, 
A short phone call can really make a difference and bring encouragement to somebody in the time of need. If there's a time when, you, when we have ever experienced the need for people to reach out to each other, it's now. Can I encourage you? When you're going about your day, when you're just asking the Lord, and even purposely ask him, Lord, who would you like me to call today? Is there somebody that could use a five-minute phone call, somebody that just needs to be encouraged today? When the Holy Spirit drops a name into your heart, find that number somehow, some way. Call somebody who can call somebody who can call somebody and get you that number. But find a way to contact people in the midst of our isolation, in the midst of our quarantine. There are people out there who would love a five-minute phone call, and I believe that we can do that and we can do it better. So please, please stay in the fight. Don't give up. If you're feeling discouraged today, stay in, stay in it, stay with it. God is still God. He's still in control. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Jesus is going to get us through, but we've got to help each other make it. And so I'm encouraging us all, when the Holy Spirit drops a name into your mind, do something about it, and don't just disregard it. It's important. See, discouragement is such a tool of the enemy. He uses it all the time. He uses it to steal our worship, to steal our hope, to steal our faith. He uses it to steal our energy and our determination. He wants to steal all of these good things from us. That's what he does. And it's time, folks, to recognize what this is doing to us, what discouragement is doing to us. What is it doing to us? Nothing good, let me tell you. And so it's time for us to recognize what it's doing and where it's coming from and to say this is not from God, this is not of God, this is not what God wants for me. God is a supernatural joy giver, encourager. He is for me, not against me. He loves me. He is wanting me to live better than this. And so like we talked about last week, why are we settling for something less than what God wants for us? Discouragement is not for us, and it needs to be dropped. It needs to be let go of. We need to cut this weight off of us. It is hindering us and slowing us down and tripping us up. Psalm 42, 11, it says this, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God, and I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. It's like, it's like the psalmist wakes up one day and is feeling all this weight and pressure and looking around at all the dark things around him and seeing evil triumph and, and good not winning and, and good people suffering, and, and he's feeling discouraged and feeling bad, and then one day he wakes up and he goes, hold on, give yourself a shake. I've, I, can't, I, 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 we can't allow, I can't allow this discouragement to linger in me. And it's like the psalm writer says, come on to himself, come on. I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again. I know who my redeemer is and I know where my faith is and I know who holds the world in the palm of his hand. And to be a source of strength, here's the thing, but to be a source of strength and encouragement to somebody else, you have to possess it yourself. 
So why are you discouraged? It's time to lift up our eyes, to lift our eyes up and to focus on who we know is in control. Look at these couple of, of verses, Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? And just keep that verse up for a minute. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Just look at that verse for a second. It's, it's rhetorical. The answer is obvious. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Of course. Is there comfort in his love? Of course. Is there fellowship together one with another in this spirit? Of course. Is he making your heart tender and compassionate? Yes, he is. Come on. Why are you discouraged? It's time to lift our eyes up to see where our focus should be, and to let the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Look at what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 121. He said, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you, saint. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Come on, somebody said amen. That's a good, that's a good psalm to read in the midst of a global pandemic. So, it's time to let go of our discouragement. And I wanted to give you a couple of, just a couple of ways that we can do that. How, how can we defeat discouragement? And I thought of three things, three simple, really quick things that I'm going to mention. If we, if we remember these three things, I believe that they will help us defeat discouragement. The first is this. Remember God's goodness. Psalm 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is, read it with me, good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Remember, he's good. And remember, he's good to you. Remember the times in your life when he met your need. Remember the times when he's answered your prayers. Remember the times that he's kept you safe. Remember the times that He's given you peace in the midst of your storm. Remember, saint, he is good. He is for you. He loves you. God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save the world. He, he is so powerfully good that we can't even begin to understand how awesome and good he is. And so one way to defeat discouragement is to remember the goodness of God. I think that, that, uh, that's helpful. Number two is this. Remember God's presence. 
his presence. Nahum chapter one, verse seven says, the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. And John 14, 16 says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Amen. The advocate is the Greek word paraclete, which means comforter, counselor. But you know what other word that it actually means as well? It means encourager. That's what the advocate is. That's what Holy Spirit is. Supernatural encouragement. We have this supernatural encourager in us, and he promises that he will never leave us. He will always be with us, that he, he is always, always, always on the job. And so when we remember his presence, when we remember that he is with us, that he is in us, that the advocate, the paraclete, the comforter, the counselor, the encourager, how can that not help lift discouragement off of my soul when I understand that the hand of God is on me and that the spirit of the Lord is in me? Come on, that's good stuff. There's another one to remember, God's goodness, God's presence, and three is God's promise, God's promises. Look at Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And a New Testament one, Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God the source of hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Trust in him. Trust in his promises. There are too many in the Bible to go, to go through. There are hundreds of promises that he makes for those who trust in him. And why I read that Romans one is because he says, listen, when you trust in him, here, the results will be this, joy, peace, and confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what comes into our lives when we trust in his promises and put our faith in God. He is not a man and he does not lie. When God promises something, you can bet, you can bet, you can bet the bank. You, that's the best investment you could ever bet on. Jesus makes promises and every one will come true. So three little things to remember to help us defeat discouragement. Remember God's goodness, remember God's presence, and remember God's promises. We can let go of our discouragement by changing our focus. And so we have to remember who God is, who we are in Christ, and who lives inside of us. And if we can do that, it will help us defeat this. It will help us to let go of this weight. One last thing I want to talk about quick is to renew daily. We have to find ways to refresh ourselves physically and spiritually. You know, uh, a number of years ago, they came up with the technology and now fighter jets can refuel in midair 
and, uh, and then they can continue on their mission. They don't have to land. Uh, they can just keep flying. We have to learn, I, I, I say that to say that we have to learn how to refuel daily. We, we have to learn how to be able to refuel and keep going. We have to run with endurance. Like, I wish it were true, but the fact is, is we can't take a holiday to refuel every time we get tired or every time we get discouraged. All of us would be running on holidays every other day if that was the case. We have to find ways to renew daily. Of course we need holidays. Of course we need to take some time out. But we also, but we also have to figure out how to do it on a regular basis. How, Lord, while I'm on mission, how can I refuel so that I can stay on mission and keep going? It's a skill that we need to learn. And it's, it's, a, it's a place in the Lord that we need to get to. So let me just say, we need to renew physically. So let's just start there for a second. Vince Lombardi, who is the famous coach of the Green Bay Packers, he said these words, he said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. And I think he's right. You know, when you're physically tired, it's so easy to get discouraged, isn't it? Like everything looks harder. Every problem seems bigger. Everything feels more complicated when you're tired. Your, your creativity, your drive, your determination, it all evaporates when you're tired. When you have no energy, you don't have the strength to face it. It just feels like a mountain that, that can't be climbed. And it's, it's so important to be physically renewed. Psalm 127 says that God gives rest to his loved ones. And the thought occurred to me this week, some of us that may be watching are struggling to sleep. And I want you to take Psalm 127 to heart when it says God gives rest to his loved ones. I want you to, I want you to claim it as a promise for you that the Lord would help you to rest, that the Lord would give you rest, that the Lord would help you to sleep, that the Lord would give you the ability to recharge overnight so that you can wake up in the morning and feel physically renewed. This is something that's important. We must physically recharge, and you must sleep to do it. And so I encourage you, just as I was working on this this week, I just felt like the Holy Spirit dropped that into my spirit, that there'll be some who are watching that struggle to sleep. And the Lord, the, Lord, the Lord wants you to sleep. He wants you to recharge. The, the Lord wants to give rest to you and to every loved one who needs it. And so claim that today and believe God for some physical renewal. Second is spiritual. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, that's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. See, when you're in need of spiritual refreshing, what do you do? It's, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm in need of physical refreshing. I need to go to bed early. I need to ask the Lord. I need, I need, I need to relax. I need, I need to take some downtime. But what do you do 
when you're in need of spiritual refreshing? What is it that you do? Um, You need to find something that inspires you. You need to find something. In fact, what I do is I try to do something that invites the presence of God into my life. For where his presence is, there is joy and strength. And so you've got to do something that invites his presence into your situation. His presence will always bring you what you need. Um, You know, so like read an inspiring book. Listen to some powerful worship music. Read the word. Pray. Listen to a, a sermon that inspires you. Find something that will put fuel back into your tank, your spiritual tank. You can't minister to people. You can't be a source of encouragement and strength unless you are physically and spiritually renewed. So you've got to look after yourself in that way, as, uh, in that way too. So find something that will put fuel back into your tank. So Hebrews 12.3 says that we are to think of Jesus. It says, think of him and think of the things that he endured so that you won't become weary and you won't give up. And so the writer of Hebrews is pointing our eyes again to Jesus. In, in verse 2, he says, look, look to Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. And, and, in, and in verse 3, again, he points to Jesus and says, think of him and think of everything he endured. Think of everything he went through on your behalf so that it will help you not to grow weary and to give up. So Jesus is this powerful example that we can use uh, to draw strength from, that he's this model that we can model our lives after. But we all know that Jesus is a lot more than that. He is, of course, our example, but he is also our enabler in, this, in, in, in meaning this. He, he is our source. He sends the Holy Spirit here to be our power source. And he says, it's good that I go, for when he comes, he'll be with you forever, and he will lead you into all truth. He will be the paraclete. He will be your comforter, your counselor, your empowerment. He will be your encourager. He will be everything, and he will not leave you. He will be with you forever. So he sends the Holy Spirit here to be our power source. So it is possible to let go of discouragement if we're drawing from the right source. If we're drawing from the wrong source, we know what we're going to get. But when the, the writer of Hebrews says, listen, he's the, the author, meaning he's the starter and the finisher of your faith. So when you trust him, his power is released into your life. He gives us faith and he increases our faith when we trust him. You know, it, when, when our faith is increased, it allows us to let go of our baggage. It allows us to let go of our dysfunction. It allows us to let go of our sin and the stuff that is so easily tripping us up. It's the only way is when we keep our eyes on him, when we ask him to be our example, but also to be the one who enables us to do what he's called us to do. We can't run with endurance, with with freedom, with joy. Uh, We just can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it without him. He is the one who enables us. 
He started our faith and he perfects our faith and he gives us the power and the enablement to continue to run our race with endurance as long as we fix our eyes on him. So it's time, saints, children of God, brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever you are and wherever you might be as you watch this today, it's time to let go of this discouragement. It's time to let go of our complaining, critical, cynical spirits. It's time to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Let it go. Let it go. I don't know any of the words, but just let it go. Let it go. Slam the door and turn around, whatever the words are. We have got to let this go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Discouragement, doubt, all this stuff is a tool of the enemy to steal the good things of God out of my life and out of yours. Why should I accept it when the good Lord has something better for me and better for you? Somebody said amen. So come on, receive it today. Let's shake this off. Let it go. And let's walk in freedom. Let's walk in peace. Let's walk in joy. Yes, we're in the midst of a crazy time, but the Lord is with us. The Lord is for us. And we will come out okay on the other side if we keep our eyes fixed on him. Come on, let's pray together. So thank you today, Jesus, that you love us. Thank you today that you truly, truly are our source. You are the one that we have to run to. You're the one that we have to lean into. You're the one that we have to depend on. Lord, forgive us for so many times in our lives when we've tried to depend on our own strength, depend on another person, depend on something, Lord, other than you. The writer of Hebrews again and again and again reminds us to turn our eyes towards Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. So Lord, help us to do that today. Help us to shake off anything that is hindering our walk with you. It's, it, it is so clear, Lord, what he says when he says to let go of the sin or anything else that is hindering your walk, anything that is slowing us down, anything that is tripping us up, anything that is pulling us to the left or to the right and taking us away from you. Lord, give us insight and courage to face the things in our lives that we need to face and to change the things in our lives that we need to change. Thank you that we don't do it alone. We do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are the enabler. You are the power source. You are the one, Lord, you don't just call us to do something and then abandon us. You call us to do something and then strengthen us so that we can get it done. So thank you today, Father, for everybody that's watching. You have been listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including events, 
ministries, and service time, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast store, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.